Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to All About TRH, a.k.a. All About the Truth. On today's episode, we recap the latest from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and we dive into Melissa Gorga firing her former manager, who was also behind the cheating rumor. I had like... Li- Hi, Chantal. Hey, Roxanne. I clicked record and you started talking. It was really scary. I was I like, know. excuse me, we're about to go live. And I could hear you about to tell me a story. So what were you <laughs> going to say, sweets? Okay, we'll save that for the phone call after. <laughs> yeah, okay. How's your day going? It's good. It's the morning time, so not much has happened. I know. I'm like happy it's Wednesday. It's so crazy because we complain that life goes by so fast. And I'm just like constantly like, is it Friday yet? <laughs> Isn't that sad? We have to take it moments. I know. For real, for real. Anything new going on with you? No, nothing. Wow, you really want to get to it, huh? (laughs) Well, I mean, your husband, again, you guys, we were telling you how Rexian's husband, like, constantly brings up Vegas to us, BravoCon. Yeah. And, like, I woke up at, like, 7 in the morning, and I get a text from him and with Roxanne in the chat saying, hey, guys, you know, Vegas is on strike. The casinos are on strike. Housekeepers, like, hmm, I, I hope it's, you know, it gets, you know, yeah. all situated before BravoCon. I don't even respond. Chantal, like, responds. <laughs> I don't even respond or engage at all, and Chantal will, like, acknowledge it. And I think Chantal was like, oh, like, hopefully it gets resolved. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, why are you even giving this energy? Like, uh, okay. Because he clearly wants it. It's like, he's so like excited to tell us he has it he has his eye on us and we need it to like go away okay we really do so i'm not i'm not feeling him for that um but a lot of people chantal are messaging us saying they want to meet up so we really need to figure out something where it's like a whole not like a meetup area it's just like we don't know what to expect at all and how this is gonna go uh, but again, we're going to like go live a lot. So I'm sure we'll all be at the same places at times, but we definitely should arrange something. Yeah. And then, I mean, the schedule is up for BravoCon. So me and you just have to look at it and say, these are the things we're for sure going to go do. Like we like these ones more than the other ones. And yeah. then we'll tell people ahead of yeah. time. Yep. Well, uh, so we have a hot topic to discuss before we go into Salt Lake City, which by the way, was amazing. Such a great episode. Oh, Chantal, did you see that Salt Lake City um, broke like, not a record, but for them, it's like a ratings high with 1.9 million viewers. 
1.9 anything over one is crazy right that's so nuts especially this day and age so with all the streaming and everything so yeah 1.9 million viewers like people are into salt lake city i'm telling you i never liked jen shaw i never got the hype and it's so interesting now that she's not on it look at people are way more invested because i don't get why she was like the center or why like to me she was not even like a good housewife at all I know, and it's it's crazy because like she probably thinks that you know her leaving like the the oh, she's gonna go to yeah. shit and like and look it what happens. Oh my gosh, so true. You're but always before, replaceable, right? Everyone's replaceable. That's why you know barely give energy. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> okay, so there. So we have a hot topic. So Melissa Gorga Gorka mm-hmm. quietly fired a former manager Tom. I don't know how to say his last name. Erna months ago. Um, And this comes after the cheating rumor that allegedly came from him. So just to give you guys a recap, last year, Chantal, we did an interview with Laura Lee uh, Jensen, right? Okay, so last year and earlier this year, we did an interview with Margaret Joseph, former best friend. Um, Last year, it was like, it was in August of 2022. And then this year, I don't know when it was, but we did do another one this I'm year. I'm going to so look just so people Yeah, can go back on our episodes because I don't know. We should put that back up and, uh, um, you know, have people listen. So I'm sure people are going to want that. But anyways, so Margaret Joseph's former best friend talked to us. She told us that about the cheating rumor and, and how it all went about with Melissa. She said that the reason Margaret heard about it is from this shared manager. So they have this manager named Tom who Joe Princess Gorga has said this, this man is like my family. And also, I don't know if you guys know this, but Tom was involved in the BravoCon drama with Jennifer Aiden. Like he was running his mouth during that time too. So this whole cheating rumor apparently came from Tom who caught Melissa and this guy, Nick Barada, who's like super hot. And also who we found out is with his high school sweetheart. And except he goes to all these events without his high school sweetheart. This is why guys, this is why I don't trust men. Why are you going to all these events without your wife? Like that's weird. They just had a baby a few months ago, but I looked him up and I looked up like all these events that he's gone to. Cause I think he's like trying to be an actor. He's walked in Melissa's fashion show, stuff like that. And we've seen him on the show. Actually, when I rewatched, I saw him and I think it was at her first fashion show. And, um, he would go to things and never, ever did he bring a wife, his wife. Is that not the biggest red flag ever? hundred percent. Like, especially, we don't know what goes behind the scenes, but if he's not asking you to come with him or you, you like, and you're not even telling him I want to come, there's a problem there. Right. No matter what it's, I'm sorry, it's a red flag. You're not bringing your wife, but like you're around these people and he's super good looking. I would never, I would never let you guys, am I crazy? I'm crazy. I just would never. <laughs> so, um, so apparently what Tom said was that he, it, it wasn't Margaret who saw it. He walked into the car and he saw Melissa and Nick kissing. That is what Tom the manager said. So Tom went back and he also, Margaret is his client and he's actually like super close with Margaret. He went back and told Margaret what he saw. Did he think that Margaret was going to go and tell her former best friend? No, but you know, I feel like we all would do that. Like right now, if I found that out, I would come and tell you not thinking that, you know, you're going to say anything about it. I, I feel like that happens, right? I know, but, like, look who he's telling, you know? And it's, like, if it's clients are Melissa and Joe. 
Yeah, but you should he, be scared. Yeah, to I do know. That. But yeah, but he's obviously super close with Margaret. So he went and he did that. He went and told her. Obviously, this was never supposed to get out there. And I don't think Margaret would ever put it out there. But Margaret, she knows everything about everyone. But you know, she told her best friend, her and her best friend Laura had a fallout. And um, this this, you know, got out there because she had a fallout and she's like Margaret is not a good person. Like Margaret's supposedly friends with Melissa. You know, she did talk about this cheating rumor that came from Tom. So when confronted with the cheating rumor, Melissa said it was baseless. It was dumb. And if you go on allaboutTRH.com and allaboutTRH Instagram, you will see that Nick would come around with and what recently actually Princess Gorga, he arranged like a a photographer to come and take photos of all of them walking in a room together. Oh yeah, the, the movie premiere. Like it's like it was so staged. I don't know if it was a movie premiere. They're walking into a restaurant though. I don't know what it was. And it was so staged. It was so embarrassing. And then Nick came in after because I'll tell you what happened. So Nick also in December 2021, there was like an event hosted by this Tom guy who is like an agent. I don't know what the hell he is. And Nick was there. And of course, without his wife, like loser. And uh, Melissa was there. Margaret was there. It was like a casual event. Princess Gorga was there. And um, this was in December 2021. Now the rumor where uh, Margaret's best friend went and told that that was also when Margaret and her best friend feuded in December, 2021. And then February of 2022, Margaret's best friend meets with Jennifer and Teresa. And she tells them about this after this gets like brought up, Melissa deletes every single photo with Nick Barada that she had on her social media, every single, like they both like unliked each other's stuff. And I'm, I don't know if they unfollowed each other, so I don't want to say that. But all that stuff was deleted, which is like, why would you delete that? Uh, and then um, when, like, you know, the show aired last season, like, she was like, you know, it's it's not true. And everyone was like, but then why would you remove all your photos with him? And why would you, you know, whatever. So that's why I feel like recently they did that photo op where Nick went into the same place as them. And again, his wife wasn't with him. They just had a little baby. I'm pretty sure it's a baby girl. And he's, again, he's really good looking. So you already know Princess is, like, dying, like, absolutely dying. Um, And so, yeah, so there was an, an article out from Tom Erna, and it's called, like, Putting the Spotlight on Tom Erna. And I feel like Jen Fessler was kind of messy about this. But it says, like, get to know the man who manages your favorite housewives, influencers, restaurants, and more. And uh, it says founder of Thomas Christian Management. Tom has and still represents a majority of the cast of New Jersey, New York, including Jackie Goldschneider, Ramona Singer, Jen Fessler, Margaret Josephs, and many more. Which it's like, no, obviously there's not many more. Like, those are the people yeah. that he, okay. But Melissa's name is not on there. We found out that Melissa quietly parted ways with him. Why would Melissa part ways with him? Mm-hmm. It, she parted ways with him Shade, because shady, shady. It's like all like he like I believe Tom saw something. Tom saw something in that car, whether they were close, whether they were flirtatious. It's like kind of weird, and I might get hate for this, but I really think that Melissa and Joe they're with each other out of convenience and they actually both would like, I, I don't think princess would want to be without her, but I feel like Melissa would want to see how it would be without him. Oh yeah. I feel like out, out of the, all this whole, the whole time she's been, you know, in her glory days, mm-hmm. she 100% would want to see what it feels like to not have Joe like on yeah. her coattail. 
Yeah, like she's like, you know, the best. But also like I look, uh, like but also like I I do think that they have like I do like them together at the same time. Like they do match and then they do belong together. So it's like hard. I guess. Um, like it wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, she really did come out and say I did kiss this guy, but I also I feel like they work. So like I wouldn't want to wish ill on them either. I mean, yeah, I don't want to wish ill on them, but I don't think that like, I think they're with each other. I think, you know, like, they low-key think, how would it be without each other, you know? Um, also, Joe had a comedy show, and uh, the comedy show was not filmed, by the way, for The Real Housewives of New Jersey. But uh, he does talk about uh, Melissa, and he jokes that she avoids sex and calls him a loser. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, this is too funny. I don't know. None of this is funny. <laughs> so he he insinuated they like have marital problems. And I truly believe behind closed doors, it is very tense in that household. Well, you know, you know what will be really telling is like when when Antonia just left and the first kid leaves and you're just kind of just sitting there like, OK, what what is our life? You know, what what yeah. are we doing? Are we happy? Are we doing it just for the kids? Like, I think that's when you're really going to see if, you know, they're going to be together or not. Yeah. I think they'll always stay together, though. I really don't think that they will. I just think, like, divorce or any of that, I just think inside, you know, it's a very stressful relationship. Um, I also wanted to point out that, you know, the the former manager, he wasn't at the Envy Fashion Show. Doesn't seem like they're in a good place. So, I mean, again, it's very, very telling that there's some truth to that. You're not going to let this guy go. A guy that you said is like your family. Um, didn't Joe also say something about Teresa at the um at the comedy show? He would, yeah. It was like he just, I mean, he just like threw her name about if he was to die or if Melissa was to die, like she would be on top of the casket saying "You killed my brother" or something like that. He's so annoying. <laughs> like it's not funny at all. So, I mean, he tries, but it's not funny. But yeah, that is our tea and hot topic with that. A lot of you guys are like, you guys need to get him on. You need to interview him. And it's like, you guys, like, he's not going to let us interview him. Are you kidding me? He still has clients. How bad would that look if he speaks out about his former client? Yeah, He'll no, never he be able to. His, yeah, no, he his, his has career a business. Would be yeah, his career uh-huh. would be destroyed. Only a moron would ever do that. So he obviously is not going to do that. And I would not even suggest or ask of that because it's like you ruin your whole brand and reputation which you would never do anyways so unfortunately that that guy's never going to talk but yeah and that's like his business went down and like he was like, yeah and he it. stopped doing it yeah that's a different yeah. story but he's still you know he's still leading jackie jennifer margaret so i mean why do what they have managers? careers well, no, they should have managers because, like, there's brand deals, and then there's this, and then there's that, and then maybe he can get them into this thing. Like, you you would want a manager at the level they're at. The level they're at, wow. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's not like okay. they're just, like, little influence. I mean, even influencers have managers. Yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. You should have one for your minimalist mom thing. Um, No, I don't have the capacity in my life right now. That's what a manager does. They, they just give it to you, and then you just do the content. <laughs> they figure it all out, though. I will say that Melissa, she's always had someone from day one. She's like Danielle, Danielle Cabral. Like she's the exact same person where they, you know, got a PR immediately and was like, all right, let's make me famous. Yeah. Because Melissa thought she was going to be like a singer, which was the scariest, you know, thing ever. Man, if you rewatch you guys, it's a little scare scare. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So let's, 
Uh, and if you guys rewatch, by the way, there's so much comparison with Melissa and Gia because everything like Melissa performed at, Gia ended up like performing for her dance and it was so awkward. So you have to rewatch because a lot of things I forgot until I rewatched. But anyways, let's talk Salt Lake City. So uh, I know I said this before, but Angie's house, it gives me life with all that light. Also, um, that Easter bunny, I bought that from Amazon and my kids love it. I know. And you like, you always bring it out every year. It's I cute. Know. Uh, I know. I have everything for Santa, for Chris, uh, for Easter. Um, I just love, I just love an extra person. And like, too. she's just so extra. So it was cute that she did it that way. Yeah. I love that the Easter bunny went where everyone lived to provide an invite. And I died when Heather jumped. I would have done the same exact thing. Oh my gosh. I can't believe they did that to her. That was so funny. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk growing kids should never eat. That's why Haya was created, the pediatrician-approved super-powered chewable vitamin. While most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. It took me two years after hours of researching to find Haya, and I'm so glad I found it. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. My kids love it. And a bonus is you get a bottle where you can decorate with stickers that come with your first order that my children will look every morning to find the bottle and they now know the routine. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash TRH. This deal is not available on the regular website. So go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash TRH and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. So I don't think Whitney and her husband match. Like I, I kind of feel bad. Um, I don't know. I still like, like them. I just feel like they will, they, they do match and they will work if he just is like grows up a little bit. When they walked into the restaurant, I felt like Whitney looks so much younger than she did season one. And then she dresses so young. So she looks extra young sitting next to Justin. And I'm like, Ooh, this is awkward. I know to me, the whole dinner was just weird to hear Whitney say they have bad communication because it doesn't seem like that way. She knows what she's talking about. She knows what she hates. She knows what she wants. So it's like, where's the bad communication at? You know what these people tend to do, right? Oh, they're they like, like hype it up. So, oh, because she's on Twitter now defending it. You know, she's on Twitter like saying we have a really good relationship, yada yada yada. Mm. But she is annoyed that now Justin is working. He isn't involved when things are chaotic at home, and that sucks. And of course, typical guy, what does he do? He then makes it about sex and initiating sex. And she's like, "Well, we need to connect so that I'm into you." I know, and it's so smart for her to say that because it's we're simple creatures. Like that's all we need is like some romance, some you know, making sure that you you're like caring, you you're there, and like not right. and you're you're putting in your work. You're not just sitting there like a slob kebab doing nothing to help the family. 
Yeah, exactly. It's it's crazy because for him, he's obviously not used to this because he was like the provider. And so she probably was like every night when he came home, like, let's do it. Let's have fun. And now she's like, uh, no, I'm working too. So now what? what? You know, like, I feel like there's resentment too when it's like you're also working. 100%. Yeah. Um. So, okay, you got the wedding ring, Chantel, the wedding ring. So he goes back to work and he doesn't wear a wedding ring. <laughs> and I want you guys to know something. He's in sales and that is freaking shady. If my husband led a sales team, I have a lot of stories about these sales teams, okay? But I can't get into it. But have you heard the story, like the horror stories of industries like that? And then like a guy not wearing a ring. And then people always have like work wives and work husbands. So it's like, wait, you're not wearing a ring. That is the most inappropriate thing ever to me. Yeah. And especially because they've been married for whatever, how long. And it would be so easy for Justin just to say to people like at his new job, like, oh, me and my wife are going through it right now, you know? So then he would like make someone to believe that maybe, you know, he can be in a relationship. And then that person's going to come out and say, oh my God, he, he told me you guys were not, you know, you guys were not married anymore. Well, I don't think that it's necessarily about like people are going to be like, oh, like you're not married. I don't think people have the balls to ask that. Like I work in corporate, like I don't think that at all. But I know that there's talk when we see a man not wearing a ring. We're like, oh, and typically I swear in the industry, like there's like a lot of divorce rates, like in sales. And, you know, when I used to like go in the office and things of that sort. So, um, but you know I, who you're working with. So like if like if, if this Justin's this new guy in the the company, people are gonna Google him. They know that his wife's on a show. They're not, you're not gonna ask. Like you're not gonna have the balls to ask that. Like, oh, is everything good at home? Like no, it's not if, like if, that. If there was a girl who was pursuing, you would ask. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah like that's like what guys I'm have like work wives. Yeah. They so like if he's making a girl stuff, feel yeah. good, she's gonna be like, Are you married? And you know, and he's gonna say no. And right. like he's like, I'm not wearing my wedding ring. Like he's gonna be telling people like that. We noticed, like, I remember, like, back in the day, we would notice right away when someone wasn't wearing their ring, and we're like, oh, my gosh, like, is something wrong? And, like, we would look at Instagram, and nothing was wrong. And we're like, oh, okay, wow. Um, So, yeah, you know, my husband's ring is glued on him. I just want to say that. <laughs> let it be known. But I'm over this, like, wedding ring stuff, like, not wearing a wedding ring. It's just, like, I feel weird. like I don't pay attention as much, but maybe I will now. I just, like... I don't either, I will say, but my girlfriends always do. And they'd be like, did you see this person not wearing a ring? And I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Like, I really don't pay attention to that just because I don't pay attention to, like, jewelry. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, So Lisa and Angie meet up at a candle shop and Jack's friend introduces herself and they talk about Jack's mission and how she basically knew before Lisa. I kind of feel like that's normal, Chantal, like a friend knowing before the mom yeah i don't think yeah. that makes you been mom right angie is talking about her easter party and that she invited everyone but meredith and lisa reminds uh uh angie monica was especially messy about the rumor of her husband and i agree monica's delivery about the rumor even if it came from meredith's was kind of nasty i think her involvement was just not okay in it in yeah. the situation she was, like, eager to say all these things to Lisa. Right. She's like, you haven't heard this before? Really? Yeah. It's, like, everywhere. What? I'm and like, then, oh like, she, God. like, went into details. Like, yeah. so then I think that's what it was, like, really, like, odd. Yeah. And then over at Mary's house, she's <laughs> sitting down with her son. And she's like, why am I hearing these rumors that you're married? And I'm just thinking, what the actual F is this right now? And her son says, I don't know, which means, yes, I am married. But how do you miss that your only son is married? 
I mean, the fact that even the girls living with them and like, they're, it's, it's very weird. I mean, this whole situation, like everything in Mary's life is just so odd. I don't, I don't really understand like what she does on a day to day. He says he went to the courthouse and got married. He says he low-key's been married for a year. And then apparently we find out he and his wife live in her house, but she doesn't really see them. And she does get emotional. I don't blame her, but this is a different side of Mary. I mean, she's, to me, she's handled it very well because I'm crazy, as you guys know, so I would have flipped. But she asked him if he made the right decision, which we all know the daughter-in-law isn't going to like when she hears that. But at the end of the day, she isn't trying to fund their lifestyle, and that's why the girl should not be living with them period well um two things so like on watch what happens live when she was on like two like last week she ended up saying they're not legally married they didn't fill out the paperwork correctly so oh my god i know so they're not technically they're not legally married but i still think they're like acting like they are so i don't know what's gonna happen but um to my son would never ever in his life have ever signed to get married without me being there because that's the type of upbringing i would put my son in there's no right. way right like he would be like no my mom would like, abandon me and never speak to me in her life and, and you would, and i want my mom there like that's so sad that you yeah like i would yeah there. i would want my mom there like hopefully you know our kids i think we will do a great job of that where our kids are going to be like i like i could never get married without my parents there yeah um so heather calls her daughter to tell her that jark uh, jark jack barlow is going on a mission and she and then Heather in a confessional she's like you know like wow Jack is going on a mission and you know my daughter is in a string bikini in Santa Barbara and I'm like okay and she (laughs) applauds her and says that you know what she thinks about her you know at that age that her diary is embarrassing because in her diary she wrote that she loves God and wants to serve God and I'm not liking Heather because to me this is insulting for people who are devoted to God or feel that way whether you're a Mormon or not I mean Judgment Day is going to come for all of us and we all sin. But to go on national television and be so vocal about it and spread that is so gross to me. I don't I don't know. I think I think with Heather and the whole Mormon the whole Mormon community, they're so they go from zero to 100. So like, imagine like the craziest devoted Catholic, we know, like the, you know, so like on 10, like constant talking about it, blah, blah, they practice, they practice. It would be annoying. So like, that's what she went through though. So then for her to now not be like for her glasses to come off of that and she doesn't want to be that way. It's, it's an experience that she has to share and she should share. And I, I don't know. think it's rude. And I don't think it's rude for her to say like, you know, I, I can't believe I was like this. And you know, it's wild to me that I was like this. I don't know. I because we're not even like them. We love God so much. Like we don't sit there. Every single sentence in us has Jesus. In no, our, ab- in our, we in absolutely sentence. don't. But I'm not going to go on national television and like put it to the world that I'm embarrassing because that's what I did. Like God wants you to spread his name. I'm not about to do the opposite and say it was embarrassing that I was like that. And that I want my daughter to be in a, you know, my daughter's living it up in a string bikini in Santa Barbara, which there's nothing wrong with doing that. But the fact that that's like what you're praising is weird. I, I don't understand. Cause I, I think, think it's so different from what she had to go through. So she's like proud that her daughter is not in this, like, you know, stuck in this thing that she had to go through. The thing is we're hearing so many and we get people who message us and they're, they say like, I'm a Mormon. It's not like that at all. My kids are not like that at all. So I just feel like she had a really terrible experience and that's okay. I feel like in any religion people have a could have a bad experience but I just like think her even talking about it with her daughter I don't know I I just I'm getting annoyed of it I think it's just because she did write that book so then she feels if she already put it all out there in a book like she doesn't care to not put it all out there 
you know, to the world. Yeah. Heather's daughter thinks that Lisa Barlow should speak to Heather because she went on a mission. But again, people have messaged me and they went on a mission and they had a total different experience. But I don't know much about this mission life. I really don't understand it. I just find personally me, Heather, to be annoying about this topic. And I just think we need to let people figure it out on their own and respect what people do. That's all. And that's it. Like, Heather, you are not into it. Let's respect that. Someone, you know, and Jack is, let's respect that. Yeah. And I think just because someone went through something doesn't mean you have to go to that person. Like what if just because Heather went through a divorce and I was getting a divorce, it doesn't mean I'm going to go to Heather and ask her questions. Like what if I don't want to, you're not the person I want to, I want to confide in about the situation. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Mary's Blue Kitchen? Um, oh, I don't think I paid attention. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so ick. I just think her whole house is just so, like, odd. It's just, like, messy. It's cluttered. It's, like, she's one of those. Your mom would die living there because your mom. She would never. Yeah. <laughs> Meredith stops by Mary's house, and she tells Mer- Meredith that Robert Jr. is married. And then, of course, we see another charcuterie board. I think she did really good with her charcuterie board, though. Yeah, I think she probably got it catered. I don't think she did it. Oh, really? That is hilarious. Yeah, because it looked like the grilled vegetables, like you can get like a caterer. Oh, okay. Meredith addresses how Mary has been keeping to herself, and Mary feels like the other ladies don't have class or growth. Um, What do you think about that? I just think the relationship is so odd. Like, Meredith is in, like, delusional land when she's with Meredith. Or Meredith is in delusional land when she's with Mary. Well, Whitney had tweeted during that scene. She's like, I cannot sit and listen to this evil and mean woman talk about growth. Oh, my effing gosh. Oh, about Mary? Or about yeah, Meredith? about Mary. Oh, okay. uh, they then talk about, you know, Angie's husband and the rumor. And Meredith says she would never comment on someone's sexuality when her son is gay. She says that she did hear this rumor, but she never spread it. Um, Meredith, yeah, you did. You insinuated that you knew right. and you mentioned it. So just because you didn't start it doesn't mean that you didn't bring it to light. Well, she on did start it and she did put it to light, but then Monica I don't think she started and... it because like people, you have Monica and other Heather and other people. No, even... but she did start it because she said the husband thing, and then that's when Monica like got involved in it. It's like yeah, everyone knows about that. Yeah, like she started on the show. I don't like she didn't like originate the rumors. No, but, like, I know. Yeah, to... but in the I show, think what like, she was trying to say too. Yeah. She's like, I didn't start it. It's like, you, you you brought it to light. Yeah. Meredith says she would never comment on someone's... Uh, oh, wait, I already said that. Sorry. <laughs> Gosh. They talk about... You see, I read my notes, guys. They talk about how Meredith was invited, wasn't invited to Andrew's party. And Mary's like, I don't want to go if you're not going. I don't know how Bravo is allowing her to get away with this, but she's also not full-time. So it makes sense. Because if she was full-time, there's just no way. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know she wasn't full-time. No. Mary calls Angie one minute before Angie's party, and she's like, I'm not coming. And then she says her house had a flood from a year ago. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. But then, and then she's like, but then now I'm going to go see it. I know, but still. It's uh, like, okay, if you want honesty from girls and people, just say, I don't feel comfortable being around these people. I hate more than anything when someone tells me that, like, during the party or even, like, the morning up. I've thrown parties for my kids, and I do a lot of, like, personalized custom stuff. And it looks like Angie does stuff like that, too. So when someone hits me up that day or whatever and says, like, oh, you know, I, I can't come. I'm sorry. I'm like, you already RSVP'd. You already said yes. I'm sorry. Excuse me. So uh, I just don't like when people do that. I think that's super rude. Because, like, you also, like, plan food with each person. 100%. It's just you, you've known about it. Unless it's an emergency, you've known why you're not coming. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
This is heartbreaking hearing about Angie's dad coming to America and becoming a widow at 44 years old and having seven kids. Like, absolutely heartbreaking. I love that Angie embraces her Greek culture. I love anyone who embraces their culture. So I love that. And I loved hearing about her dad. Chanel, can you imagine, like, our parents coming, our dads coming, and then, like, God forbid, a million times, like, oh, my gosh. They you know, her story, her story is so, ass. like, her story is so similar, you know, to all of, all, anybody with that first generation. Yeah. But, like, not, you know, not being a widow. Like, that's really sad. A widow at 44 years old with I seven know. kids. Oh, my gosh. That is heartbreaking. Her party was beautiful, though. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. She did such a good job. So, you know, my- um, you know, they celebrate, you know, Greeks celebrate Easter on um, a different, different day. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Chantel. Yeah, I'm I just do know that. Sure you knew, because I was okay. like, "Wow, like how nice everyone's going there for Easter." But then it's like, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's probably a different day." Yeah. Monica comes in to the Easter party with her children and her mom, and I love that Angie invited everyone's family. And I thought Angie's husband was so kind, even to Monica's, Monica's kids. Like he just seems like a really he seems like a really good kid person. He's so nice. Yeah. Angie says a speech about rising like Jesus did, and. uh, Chantal, when Heather called Judas Brutus, and she called Brutus Brutus. Yeah, I don't even know what she said, and I was just like, "What?" Uh, she's bothering me, you guys. She really is. Uh, Angie does know how to host, though. Like, I love all the details. I love everything that she did for the kids. I love it all. So cute. I think she did an uh-huh. amazing job, and it just felt it did feel very homey too. Yeah. Winnie asks where Meredith is, and we see Meredith living her best life in L.A., which good for her. She was not even on the show except, like, the yeah. moment with Miri. I know. Heather confronts Lisa Barlow, and she brings up Jack's mission. And for the hundredth time, Lisa says she isn't comfortable talking about it with Heather because she knows Heather had a different experience. And she needs to be in a comfortable space with Jack where she's supporting. And she- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. She's freaking right. Does she not get that Jack is not going to listen to his mom if she says don't do it? So the best thing you can do as a mom is just be supportive. So I don't yeah, know what Heather's trying to accomplish. Same. It's it's this part of Heather's being really annoying. And it's like if when Jack does go on his mission and like, you know, six months down the line, she wants to come to you, then be open, be open to her. But right now she does not want to come to you. And she's told you that 900 million times. Because she's, she's not going to change his mind. Right. Exactly. She's not going to change his mind. So what do you want me to do? Go back to Jack and be like, you know, Heather had a really terrible experience. I really don't think you should do that. And he's going to look at her and be like, F you, mom. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to do this. You should support me. You shouldn't just listen to your friend. So what is the purpose of that? All a kid wants is for their parent to support them. And that's and then, it. And then what do you want, Lisa, to have anxiety about her son going on a mission because of your right. story? You, already, you can tell she is having anxiety about I know. it. But she's just trying to be supportive. So I just think, again, this is Heather overstepping. Now, Angie uh, seats Monica, and they start off very well. They talk about, you know, uh, Angie says she was hurt with the rumors that Monica put out with Meredith. And Monica instantly gets defensive, and she deflects. She's like, I didn't like that was – I didn't like that it was being said. And uh, I told you right away that it wasn't true at all. Um, 
she wasn't, but what was weird, Chantal, was she wasn't even going to tell Angie until Whitney had told her. Like, she made it like, you know, I was being a good friend to you. I was going to tell you all about it, but she really wasn't going to do that. Yeah, to me, she did not understand the problem that Angie was having with her at all because she, like, right away went on defense mode. And it sounds like she believed those rumors. And, and like, and then she tries to deflect and say, I have, like, people say stuff on me, but I own it. It's like, what, what, what is there to own? There's nothing right. to own. Her husband's not gay. Like her husband, her husband hasn't cheated on her with a gay, with a yeah. gay person. So like, what is there to own? They have owned it in their own private way. They said it in front of national te- television that they have heard these rumors before. She doesn't yeah. need to go and tell you that. Well, then Monica makes it worse. She says she didn't hear it from Meredith. She heard it from the streets. And then she says this has been circulating for years. The street is called Junshaw and like, stop it. Right. Regardless, like, why do you keep putting it out there? It's kind of ugly of you. Because, I mean, he's not. If he said he's not, like, why do you keep? Who cares? So then back over at Heather and Lisa, Lisa's like, why do you care about Jack's mission? And Heather is like, because you should know the truth about it. And, you know, I'm sure they've heard good and bad with a mission. Lisa says, your experience was totally different than my experience. And says, my path has been so good because she converted. So she just wants to focus on Jack. Then Heather brings up her book and is like, why don't you want to read my book? And Lisa's like, wait, so is this about your book now? (laughs) And I was dying, Chantel, because Sean and... Lisa's husband, I forgot his name. What's his name? Um, oh my god, I forgot too. Yeah, I don't know. Lisa's husband, they're just sitting down and Angie's dad is dead ass playing an instrument. Oh my god, I didn't realize that. Oh, his name is yeah. John. Oh, John. Yeah, there we go. He was playing an instrument. I was like, what do you do? What do you do? What? Um, I don't think Lisa is saying Heather's religion was different. She's just saying their experience was. And, um, I just think again, let's respect all religions. Let's move on. Who cares? Um, but Lisa did kill it. Cause she said, you wrote a book about being a bad Mormon. I'm focused on my son being a good Mormon. And then she said the, the topic is off the table. And I, I was happy about that. I know. Same. Um, now with Angie and Monica, Monica's still being defensive and Angie seems really hurt. She's like, I've heard things. I think you had just touched on this, but she's like, I've heard things about you that, um, and that doesn't mean I would repeat it. Monica is like, what do you got? Divorce? Check. Affair? Check. Foreclosure? Check. But I will say Monica is so smart, like laying this all out. I know, but still like that doesn't make you a better person because you, you lay it all out either. I know, but no one could use it against her, I guess. Uh, Monica looks at Angie and she's like, the difference between you and I is I don't hide things that are about me, insinuating that Angie is hiding that her husband cheats or is gay, which is so not cool at all. And this is all being said while kids are there. I think it's just rude because Angie invited Monica's whole family. And I just wish she could acknowledge that she hurt Angie. That's all. Exactly. I don't think, okay, this is controversial. I don't think what Monica's mom did was wrong. So she sees a tense conversation happening and Monica being very defensive. So she comes to diffuse the situation. She complimented both women and Angie was respectful of the mom. And then she's like, let's bury the hatchet. And she says, you know, Greek and Portuguese people, they're very passionate. And Angie's being so respectful. She's like, I would love to wrap it up. And then Monica's twisting things like, you keep coming for me. And now it's making me question Monica and her marriage. Because I'm like, can you imagine Monica when she was married, probably gaslighting the shit out of her husband. And then she's the one who cheats on him. Oh, for sure. Angie is making it clear, though. She's not coming coming for her. Monica is like, 
uh, you know, she's going to pop off. And then, then she cusses out her mom and her mom handled the situation completely fine. Her mom wasn't trying to do anything. Um, but she's legit freaking out at her mom in front of everyone. I was so uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable. It's not the right place, not the right time, but her mom does seem like, you know, she's a little like narcissistic type person that like makes it about her. And like, it, and it's like, she probably knows her daughter's triggers and like, she probably knew that was going to trigger her. So it's like, why are you coming at her? Just leave her alone. Right. I agree with that. Like, I feel like, I feel like, you know what though? I feel like, okay. So, I mean, we snap at our moms all the time, so let's not even, but I would like, never you know? do it in, 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 in like, a public setting like them. No. And especially like with the mom's approach, like I thought her approach was fine. Like she was like, you guys, we are great women. Like we're both passionate people. There's kids here. Like, let's have a good time. Um, and a lot of people did say like, oh, she's being thirsty for camera time. And I was like, I don't, I don't think that she was, I don't, I don't know. I didn't take it that she was being thirsty. I think she was, you know, I don't, I think when she kept, when she kept coming back to Monica and saying like, that's enough, Monica, that's when it's like, you know, your daughter's going to flip stop doing that. Yeah. Like you're like, it's like almost you're poking her, but then yeah. Monica, it's like, are you serious? Like you're not grown enough to like know when you should stop it. You're, right. in a, you're not with your family. You're with a bunch of new friends. Your kids are there. Other people's kids are there. Why are you even like, why are you even causing a scene with your own mom? You can, ha- it- you can cuss her out later. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like, she's like, she always says like, I want to make sure I'm a good mom to my four kids like how not how my mom was with me and it's like look how you're acting in front of your four kids yeah and then you you also like left and you didn't even let them like and the one girl was like i the easter egg hung or something like i know wanted yeah to play. And it's like it's like you didn't even allow them to play just because you were mad at your mom yeah so you're, you're you're like not putting your kids first in the situation well so monica feels betrayed by her mom but i think her mom takes tons of disrespect from monica i can see that you know so hopefully no i don't i don't think her mom's i think her mom is very um her mom's toxic too yeah i think her mom's toxic toxic in this relationship but i think also monica then don't bring her around like you know right those boundaries with your mom then because if you're gonna have those blow-ups in in public or with people that's very scary yeah um, well, I hope that they both reflect after this episode because it sounds like Monica is just putting it on her mom. And it sounds like her mom probably feels the same way about Monica. And they both need to see each other's side. Um, but I love seeing Angie's dad dance and then Monica in the corner just like being a bitter buddy was so gross because the party looked so much fun to me. All the kids were having so much fun. There was so much detail. And you know when Monica was saying that her mom's behavior showed her that she isn't concerned when I look at it and I'm like, well, she was all she was trying to do is diffuse the situation. In that moment, I imagine Monica justifying her affair by saying things to her husband all the time, like you were never concerned about me. So I just feel like Monica is a gaslighter. I know. Yep. Monica embarrasses her mom and says she can find her own car ride home and she gathers her kids who are having so much fun. And this at this point I don't feel bad for Monica at all. Again, I think Monica has potential. Um I'm hoping they both see each side when watching back. But she said she wishes she had a different mom. But everyone there is like, imagine having a daughter like that. This was just so, this was so sad. This whole, this whole thing to me was, because yeah. it's like you, we don't, we, we still don't know what has happened. Yeah. I will say there was someone on Instagram. I think her name was Cassie. She commented on one of our posts and she said, quote, Monica made her kids miss out on an Easter egg hunt on, um, or Easter egg hot. And sometimes when your mom is calling you out or calming you down, that is exactly her choosing you. And the commenter said, um, it, you know, Monica also acts very harsh with her friends and says like, that's what she does. So, I mean, it's really what the mom is doing to her. Yeah. She's very, she's a very aggressive 
yeah aggressive personality and we kind of have that sometimes but like hers is on a like a whole different level look we all have she's always on a tap yeah we all have moments with our moms but i think it's all about approach i think her mom's approach initially was fair yes i agree so i watched watch what happens live after and andy asked monica how she felt about angie's husband getting choked up about how his daughter will react to rumors and monica says she found it yeah she's like I found it odd, to be honest. And you can tell Andy Cohen was grossed out by her response. Yeah, because it's like, what are you trying to do? Like, what what are you trying to portray here? What what mm-hmm. are what's your story? Because like, I'm right. confused. Because yeah. Anybody watching that did not think it was odd. No, I mean, some people were like, I did read, and some people were like, yeah, I could see it being odd. But for the most part, people were like. It wasn't odd. Even if this was out there, like some people were like, well, I mean, it seems like this was out there, but now all her friends are going to see it. Like it's out on national television. That's a whole different story. And he said that his daughter could look at his, him one day and think that he's a cheater. Like that's what he was getting choked out. Yeah. Choked but some people were like, well, why did he just deny that he's gay? Because he it's because it's not about sexuality. Like it's not about sexuality, period. He doesn't cheat. So exactly. he's saying I don't so cheat. So even if he is gay, so why do I? Why would exactly. I acknowledge that? I don't cheat. Exactly. He's saying even if he is gay, like let, let's just say that for purposes, he's saying I would never step out on my wife. Right. But I mean, he's not gay. He doesn't even need to address. That I know. Because... I'm just saying, like people are just so crazy. Like yeah. So I don't know. Salt Lake City, though, it's it's killing it. It's doing really really well. And you know, like how they you did say like it's weird that the mid season trailer came out. This was the seventh episode. So just like. Unless there, there might be only like 14, 15 episodes on this season. Yeah, that's so crazy. I know. Because like I mean, they did that with New York. I mean, but who cares? Like, I'd rather a shorter season if like each episode's killing it. I know. Same. Versus filler episodes. Like, I do not like filler episodes at all. That's what I felt about New York. It was just like, man. New York was pretty short. It was 14, epi- 14 episodes. Yeah, that's short. Yeah. Not that long, so... I know, I know back in the day they used to have them in like 2021 20, sometimes. I love that though too, actually. <laughs> I don't know what I like anymore. I feel like you guys, I so I I watch this live and I feel like my talking points, half of them didn't make sense. So I'm sorry because I like type fast and then I'm like trying to watch and I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, what what am I trying to say here? What did I write? Um it, it's a job, you guys, writing notes while watching this. It is a job, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, great, great episode. Um, I thought so. So yeah, no, Salt Lake City is doing really well. I'm just killing it. Yeah. Anything else, Chantel? No, that that is it. Well, we hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe, leave a good review, and join us on Patreon as well. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.